We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. All right, welcome everybody inside side A of the Permission Granted Podcast. Thanks for being with us, DA, with you, of course. We'll have Mraz join us. We can always uh, remind you to subscribe for free to the PGP by going to iTunes. The Permission Granted Podcast available there. Simply subscribe and get it all for free. Go back and listen to some old episodes as well if you just want to do a little DA on demand, PGP on demand. And it's on the normal iTunes feed if you just subscribe to the show. And it's on our website, daoncbs.com. So, Mraz, a couple of things here. Numero uno, uh, I did the Facebook Live thing today for the New York City studios for Facebook. I saw the Facebook Live thing, as you're calling it. That is that the way you title it? Well, yeah. What else would I call it? Uh, I don't know. You're calling it a thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's really a Q&DA. A Q&DA. Okay. Yeah. I, like, I like a Q&DA better, a little better pun. So uh, it was really cool. They, they have a really good setup over there. They basically have a TV set, and it's built into their – it's not a newsroom, but Facebook has this kind of eighth floor of this building on Broadway, and then you walk in, and uh, in the back is two couches and, like, potted plants and, like, a multi-camera setup and then a switcher with a director and everything and a couple of uh, – then there's a set if you did, like, a cooking show. Oh. So. They have like a morning show set over there, basically. So they want people to do Facebook Live shows from there? Is that the idea? Yeah, I guess. I don't know how often they're doing this. I know Ali LaForce did one because they sent it to me before they uh, before I came on, just that I kind of had an idea of what they were doing. Right. So, uh, so I guess they've had people do it over there, but it was really cool because it was kind of like a TV show through Facebook and... The reason was, as I mentioned last week, was they were they were real fired up about all the Facebook Live stuff that we did Super Bowl week. So they said this would fit in perfectly. So that was cool. That's really cool. I would say anytime you can get on like a Facebook good list, you know what I mean? If you're looked upon yeah. kindly by Facebook, because it kind of really, you know, it's like Google. You not know, the tw- Facebook bad list. No, not the bad list. No, but, you know. If that, you, not the it's complicated list. Not the it's cop. <laughs> I see what you're doing there. If they like poking you, if you will, yeah. Facebook, Twitter, Google, you know, the big ones, if you will. If you're on their radar, I yeah. think that's a good thing overall yeah. for branding. No, I would I would agree. So uh, did, it, wait, did they roll out any snacks, a little red carpet maybe? Well, that's why I wanted to talk to you about this. Let's you, go. Okay. You, you walk in, and I think I've mentioned this before, you walk in, and they have a snack bar. Now, it's not hot foods. It's all packaged foods. Okay, but like in, in baskets, if you will? Uh, no, it's as though you went to a bodega. It's just... Like pick it off the rack yourself. Yes, pick it off the rack, and it's two different full racks on two sides of this counter. In the middle is the fruit. You would never go there. Uh, I mean, perhaps if it was at a banana. 
Maybe. Okay. And then on uh, the the other sides, it's potato chips, it's sun chips, it's popcorn. Good variety. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, then there's candies. So there's everything you would have at a bodega, but really like more high quality options than just like your normal Lay's. So like or, the, uh, the Justine's organic peanut butter cups instead of the Reese's is yeah, what you're telling me. Yeah, okay. yeah, a lot of those. <laughs> okay. So, um, so that, and you know, I went in there and- I didn't know what I should take. They said, hey, you have whatever you want. And I didn't want to look like a pig. So well, Who cares? I would have loaded up the purse or something. Would you? Know? you I, that was my question. Do you, would you have just ransacked the whole place? Here's the way I look at it. Uh, if I did not ask to go there and they asked me to go there, as mm. far as I'm concerned, I am now officially a guest of them. Interesting. And if they're there and it's there for the taking, I would also weigh my options and say Facebook is a pretty lucrative company. I think so. I think they're doing okay. Right. I that think if, they'll be around uh, for a like, bit. If I took two extra bags of the sour cream and onion lays, I don't think ultimately <laughs> that's going to hurt their profits. And again, I am a guest of them. So I would have loaded mm. up. I would have walked out of there with a, with a plastic bag or a backpack. Let's see. You're a smarter man than I. I only took one uh, bag and I said, you know, I'm not just going to take anything that I usually get at our snack machine. Okay. You went fancy. I went turkey jerky. What? <laughs> well, Wait, I was, hold on. You go to Facebook. I was going to go. You I was, free <laughs> snacks and you can walk out of it with turkey jerky? I was going to go with beef jerky because I have not had good beef jerky in a long time. And where Why do you, is jerky even the option Jerky there? is delicious. I don't like jerky. Oh, how could you not like jerky? It's just meat. I, I don't, I've made a, a bunch of attempts on the jerky before because, like, like you just said, it's meat. How can I not like? I don't like it. Nothing about it. I've tried that's turkey. So I've tried weird. Beef. I get people like it. I, that's not me. But either way, but have you tried good or just like Slim Jims? I mean, I can't Slim name. Slim Jims are not beef jerky. I've I've tried them. We've had a guest, a listener from Wisconsin, send them. Not crazy about them. I mean, they were some kind of hoity-toity company. I've tried Slim Jims. I. Like rolled pieces of meat, like not, and also not uh, the Jack Links with the one with the Sasquatch. Like I thought real. Jack Links was just dog food. No, I don't. I think it's beef jerky. Oh, okay. Uh, the high quality beef jerky is very good, and real beef jerky is very, very good. I and also it just scares me the fact that like we need to refrigerate of all the things you stick in your mouth you once ate a piece of chicken off of a keyboard right. and you didn't know if it was your chicken. Here's the the I. I did do that, and I still don't regret it. The idea that we have to be, and I took a bunch of, when I worked at Subway, uh, I'm health certified as far as working with food. Mm, yeah. The idea that we got to be in such a rush to refrigerate all meats, but yet here is beef that could be rolled up, hardened, and sitting in a plastic package at a 7-Eleven for a month, and somehow that's okay to ingest. <laughs> I don't understand that. You can't, what did they put in there that made it not go bad? And whatever they put in there can't be good for you. Well, have you ever thought about what people did before refrigeration? Uh, I just assumed they had ice. Mm -hmm. so, or snow. They went where it was cold. Mm -hmm. So what do you think that, um, I don't know, Native Americans did in Texas uh, in the summer? I would assume they had to make with whatever they had, and it probably wasn't good. Mm. But they probably put stuff in the shade. Mm. So you think it like, was cooler. So, but remember, people's lifespans were shorter. That had to have been a reason why. So you think like July 13th, the Sioux Indians are just putting their meat in the shade. And that's how they're going to keep it. Yeah, <laughs> I would assume they did, but again, this uh -huh. is why the Sioux Indians, if you will, die at 33 years old and don't live to be 84. Mm. But you have no, actually no stats to back up how long the, the, no, the, but, but the I'm lifespan of a Sioux Indian was. I'm sure it probably had something to do with polio at that point. Mm. 
So you're really mixing a lot of historical <laughs> things here. Does that shock you at what all? What they did was they dried and cured meats. So they would buy, they would kill a buffalo. Okay. I was almost going to say they buy a buffalo. <laughs> they kill a buffalo, uh, and then they they cut off the meat and they dry it and they cure it with salt or other things so that they can keep it all summer or all winter, eat it whenever. Okay, so a cured meat today would be a corned beef or a pastrami or stuff like that. <laughs> Okay, but yet we still have to refrigerate that. Why does? Why don't we just leave that on the table for a week then, if that's what the Sioux did? Well, there's quite the process there. Okay, so anyway, uh, off of that, uh, more content stuff. Okay. Uh, speaking of food and meat, you saw Nomad this week. Yes, I did. I went to Killen's Barbecue in Pearland, Texas. Very jealous. And I included a shot in there that I, specifically for you, I had you in my mind. I said... I need a slow motion. I need a, a close-up and then a slow motion shot of the close-up. Yes, you did. Of the guy cutting the brisket where the juice is pouring out of it. I'm actually getting hungry picturing that shot in my mind. Mm. It was the perfect cinematic moment, if you will. Mm-hmm. You see the knife just kind of slicing back and forth, if you will, as I'm doing the motion <laughs> with my hand. And you could see just the juices oozing and the and the meat, if you will, kind of flap over yeah. as it gets cut. Yeah, that was great. That really, you know why? Because when you're watching something about food and you're not the one eating it, like I've mentioned to you before, you want to almost feel like you're eating it. You want to taste it. And when you see a shot like that, you could taste it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, it was the only, out of all the nomads I've done, um, and a lot have involved food, it was the only one that actively made me need to eat. I was starving through the whole thing because the shot of the meat was so close up and that meat was so juicy and tender. I never had a shot and I actually, a lot of these places I just go and I eat. And so I never am inside the kitchen. This place I was invited down. So they let me inside the kitchen. So I had a behind the scenes look great. And it, uh, because of it, I've been trying to set up going to eat barbecue with somebody for like the entire week. I need barbecue. It won't be anywhere near Killens. But you just you just need to get your mouth it. on barbecue I again. I need it. Let me tell you something. Not only that, they gave you basically... Now, it's like almost like a tray of meat. And you just yeah. tell them what meats we want, and they kind of fill up a tray for you. They just said, we're going to make you our tray, so you try everything. Great. Okay. So that's why. So you had like the, the monster dinosaur ribs there? That was a beef rib. Beef rib. Okay. So those were just monster. There was one big dinosaur bone. They gave us, it was a six meat platter. Beef rib, pork spare ribs. Oh. The pork spare ribs were outrageous. Uh, the beef brisket, which was the best beef brisket I've ever had. It was a pork belly. That was kind of the... I saw that was the round cut kind yeah. of Yeah. A sausage and a turkey. And let me tell you something about the sausage. I asked turkey. you about it. Yeah. The sausage was the thickest, juiciest looking hunk of, of round tubular meat I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> if that's the way to put it. That looked delicious. It didn't look like a shriveled Oscar Mayer on the 4th of July no. in you know, Astoria, Queens. You know what I mean? No, no. That was some real thick meat. And I was into it, man. It was thick... It was juicy. I, I, I was floored. I'm, I'm literally getting hungry right now as we talk about this. And there is something. I don't know if you're as big a barbecue fan as I am. Love barbecue. I love it, too. I probably don't eat. This is going to sound weird. I probably don't eat it as often as I should have, and I don't mean that for health reasons. Sure. I just mean it as far as, like, when you're rattling off, like, all right, we're going out to eat. All right, let's go Mexican, you know, Italian. I don't say the words barbecue enough when yeah. I'm in that situation to go out to dinner. I don't know if it's 
bad for you because <laughs> right. it's a lot of meat and right. a lot of meat can't ever be great. Right. But I feel like it's probably people think it's probably worse than it is because um it's the potato salads and the macaroni salads and the cheese bakes that are right. not great for weight purposes. And genuinely when you're eating barbecue you're not usually eating anything fried. No. You know? I mean you might have some uh buns like bread to put it on. Right. But you're really it's kind of like the Atkins. It's just a lot of meat. A lot of meat. A lot of meat. You got to be able to eat. The liver's got to process a lot of meat there. It's not lean meat. That's the issue. Right. But, I mean, you could pick a, pick apart some fatty meats. Man, I got I got to get to some barbecue this get weekend. Get yourself a pork shoulder. Get yourself a pork shoulder. <laughs> a rumpus there. I really... <laughs> <laughs> I really got to get you to Kansas City, man. I got to get you to Kansas City. I would love to. I mean, your buddy B-Dub tweets me all the time with these pictures. I'm dying there. The guy's got like 13 smokers in the backyard. I know. Uh, I got to get you there. So, yeah, the Nomad is out. And uh, and, and this this guy, this place, I guess it was featured in Hard Knocks. I don't remember it because I was kind of in and out of the Texans Hard Knocks. Do you remember it? Uh, I remember every episode, and I remember them sitting down at a barbecue place. But i to be honest, like the vivid mm. picture. I would say this. Because your shots were more memorable, I think Hard Knocks focused more on the fat guys like Vince Woolfork stuffing their face than yeah. they did the cinematic shots of the meat. <laughs> right. So, which case, like, it's not as memorable to me in my mind. Like, I, I remember the scene. I remember them being at a barbecue place, but I never remember striking myself like, oh, I got to get there, where that's the way I felt with Nomad. Apparently, the Texans go there all the time. Uh, I think part of it is that uh, they must have a deal with the Texans where they must cater events for the Texans' killings. And I think they also have a barbecue stand in Reliant Stadium or now NRG. Yeah, well, if you look over your um, right shoulder in Nomad on the back chalkboard, it uh, has something like upcoming events and it says NRG Stadium on there or like, you know, there's something to do with NRG Stadium that's written on a chalkboard over your right shoulder in the episode of Nomad. Yeah, so they must they must do stuff. And then J.J. Watt, because it's not close to downtown, it's a half hour away. So J.J. Watt goes there, brought Vince Wilfork there. So I, there, And apparently when we were there, there were either Texans employees or Texans players that were there um, before us because uh, Ronnie was talking to them for a while and somebody was like, oh, yeah, the Texans are here. So um, it'd be kind of crazy if I didn't even recognize some of the Texans. But Right. Well, maybe who you, knows? You know, you, you have special teams guys with the Texans. You you would never know. And if I had to guess, I'd imagine a lot of the Texans don't live in downtown. So maybe they live, let's say, fifteen minutes south of downtown, yeah. and then that's only fifteen minutes for them to get to the barbecue joint. But I'll tell you, it's worth the half hour drive. I, I was I was floored, and I'm obviously uh, quite the barbecue snob after my years in Kansas City. I, I was blown away by this place. I really I am, was. Well, I'm now hungry for watching and talking about it. Yeah, uh, I'm blown away, and because of it, I'm like trying to get to Hill Country Barbecue down here in Manhattan because it's like a Texas style. Oh. Oh. And it's it's good, but it ain't killing. <laughs> but I, I need I need to scratch the itch. Um, and then the other thing that I wanted to talk about was uh, I thought Katie Lindenhall uh, Lindendahl was awesome. Yeah, she was hysterical. And have you ever had a guest? She was in studio doing tech gadgets and Valentine's Day gifts. Have we ever had a guest come in and be that prepared for the segment in every way, shape, or form? No. Number one, she had her own headphones, own jack, not just the headphones, <laughs> yeah. which is hard to do because, you know, a lot of people don't realize when you're on radio, it's not just the headphones that you plug into your, you know, phone or iPod or whatever like that. There's a, there's like a, an adapter you a need. A three-quarter inch adapter. Right. She had that ready to go. Yep. Um, she basically was wet wiping her microphone. She, uh... 
She brought, you know, gifts. She was prepared. She had notes. She everything. And she had, and when I asked her what you know Valentine's Day ideas, she had a, like a power rankings of here's this, right. Here's that. Here's this. She could have carried that segment herself. Now we have so many great in studio guests that this isn't a shot at anybody else. But usually when you have somebody in, I carry the conversation and, and I ask questions. They answer right, and we see where it goes. She could have hosted that segment. At many points, I felt as if she was yeah, hosting that segment. Which is awesome. And also, she got a, a really, for somebody who's never been on our show, and she's been on a couple other CBS Sports Radio shows, she had a quick feel for our show. Yeah. And, kind of, and she was very quick with the one-liners, being yeah. very funny. She knew what jokes would hit and what wouldn't. Uh, she really had a total feel for it. So it's interesting because she's done the Today Show, and right. she's like their tech gadget gal. I kind of feel like that's another level of celebrity. And it's weird because she didn't come in here with any airs. She didn't come in here and act like she was bigger or better than anybody else. No. no ego. But, like, when you're doing the Today Show, that is in so many homes. And she's invited back time after time after time. She is a big deal. For sure she is. Nothing fit. Listen, but now we see why she's a big deal, yeah, too. Yeah, she's great at because what she Because I'm does. sure she carries herself the yep. same way she carries everybody else. Right. She's still got that little country girl from Erie feel where nothing phases her or anything like that, and she's a professional. Yeah, and she has no ego, so no. she's just easy to you know, talk to. She's self-deprecating, very funny, very quick. And I, it just struck me. I'm like, yeah, you know, the people that we have on the air, look, if we have an athlete, they're playing in front of 90,000 people or 20,000 people or whatever. Coaches, you know, everybody knows them, um, even broadcasters, you know, people that are famous. But when you work in the sports realm, there is kind of a limited niche of people that would know right. you. When you're doing the Today Show on like a monthly basis, there is a scope of people that are outside of those little sports realms. Absolutely, which is pretty cool on having her on, too, because when she tweets out and she's got everything out that she's coming on, that also brings a niche of somebody else listening to our show for that segment, oh, yeah. possibly. So. Boy, I, th I hope we uh, I hope we impressed, if you will. Yeah, I do, too, because I'd love to have her on again. Um, I know Jonathan and Georgia had to have loved her. He called back like three times after. Oh, he did? Yeah. So I think he skipped Family Feud. He was locked in. <laughs> She's done Geo and Jones before. Yes, uh, twice, I believe. So I'd love to know how they, because that's how I... Uh, got tipped off to her. Yeah, because she did a segment of Geo and Jones. I said, this is, she's great. This is, this is funny. They're good with her. Like, they got a good rapport. So I'm glad that we were able to have her, and I wonder how they, you know, because it's a little bit outside the box for a sports show to have, like, a tech gadget right. analyst. But, you know, what? they're a morning show, too. They can goof around, have yeah. fun, do that kind of stuff. Yep. But yep. we will be having her back. We're already in discussions pre-Mother's Day. She said she'll be bringing more gifts. Yeah, I think Mother's Day would be great because we need Mother's Day gifts because it's not easy to, you know, it's card flowers for your mom, but what Death else? Death Star pump, uh, Popcorn Maker. Yeah, Death Star Popcorn Maker. That's <laughs> that right. might still be in by then. <laughs> All right, so Side B is coming up, and I hear you guys tackle the uh, the growing menace that is the garbage disposal around here. Yes. The yes. Phantom Menace, if you The will. Phantom Menace. There have been some custodial changes here mm. uh, around the station <laughs> that need to be addressed. Yes. And we have... I really have taken the show into quite the predicament with this situation. Yeah, you have. And uh, we're going to ask the listeners to tweet us some suggestions uh, as to how we should go about handling a situation. You have walked us down the plank. I've walked us down the plank, and I fear <laughs> that there's no way of recovering or no way of nipping what's going on in the bud. Let me just say, uh, the person in question has become a bit of a drama queen about said job, and I 
I've never thought that that job could in, involve somebody that had T.O. sensibilities. I would agree. And put it this way. Any, the disruption, kind of like Parcells called T.O. I would say this, and this is just a teaser. Anybody who has to have, uh, who has to turn to myself, uh-huh. the pig of all pigs, <laughs> as the voice of reason to talk to their supervisor, <laughs> it's usually a bad sign for their future career. <laughs> Raz knew this guy for like 10 days and became instantaneously the first reference on his job application. <laughs> yeah, call Mraz. He'll tell you all about me. I've known him since Wednesday. <laughs> it's outrageous. All right, side B of the PGP right now. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Welcome into Side B of the Permission Granted podcast, the PGP, as we call it for short. And that was really corny and lame, but I am corny and lame. I am Mraz, the executive producer of the DA Show and host of Side B as I look over at the uh, very red here as we tape this on Valentine's Day, Joe D'Aloisio. Joe, how are you? I'm doing great, Sean. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to you. I know that you were taking off uh, Friday. You will not be a part of the DA show Friday as you were going to uh, visit a, a special Valentine. I won't get into any details because I don't want you to get in trouble. But uh, I, I'm actually, I actually used Friday. Uh, it's, it's a personal day. I, I have understand. to go to the doctors. Joe, is that what you told bosses? Yes. Nobody's listening. I hope not. Okay, and it's okay. You have a Valentine that doesn't live close. You're doing a long-distance thing right now. And uh, the lady needs to be treated to a good time. Exactly. So, yes, I will be up there, and that's why I will not be part of the DA show on Friday. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. What did you get the young woman? I got her a couple things. The usual um, candy. Panties. No, I did not get her panties, no. Oh. Uh, Are they still calling them panties, by the way? No, I don't think so. I uh, I call them dental floss because at this point it's, ba- it's barely anything. They're definitely not under rouge, right? No, no. I I kind of question like why do you even wear underwear anymore? Some of them the way they look, <laughs> you, you know. Like, well, for sanitary reasons, Joe. I mean, but I get I get what you you're wash saying. Your pants, don't you, Joe? But still, you need a layer there. I guess. I think we're going way off script here. This definitely was not what we planned. <laughs> this is not what we planned. So, bottom line is. We're still calling them panties, so we're not. <laughs> uh, sure. Okay. Sure. Well, happy Valentine's Day. Have a good time up there. Oh, thank you, Sean. Oh, let's get back to some behind-the-scenes uh, DA show stuff here. Last Friday, we had Kaylee Swift on, who happens to be a ecologist. She uh, has some expertise in birds, particularly crows, and she joined us because what else would we be talking about six days after the Super Bowl? Of course. To finally uh, have me pay up this bet, if you will, so I cannot be called a welcher to go to Central Park uh, covered in bird seed and, and whatever else. Kaylee Swift gave us some great pointers, I think. Well, great for you and DA. I, I don't know if they're great for me. Some interesting factoids here. Number one, well, before I ask you that, what was the most interesting takeaway you, you had from the Kaylee Swift spot on Friday? Uh, probably that there's a chance that you could get a disease. Okay. I agree. That alarmed me. And and DA swept that under the rug there, but she did say we have to be careful with bird-to-human contact that, you know, no disease gets spread, especially if the bird happens to poo on me or something like that. Which is a distinct possibility because there's going to be several birds surrounding you. 
Sure. And if these birds are anything like I am, the moment they eat, they got to go, right? You know what I mean? Like, I eat dinner. I'm running for the hills 10 minutes later. If these birds are pecking away at seed, you know, birds seed, birds' lives are shorter than human lives, so I assume their metabolisms goes quick. They peck at a couple seeds. Next thing I know, it's bombs away on my foot. Uh, metabolism and life uh, expectancy don't coincide. Well, I figure everything's sped up for them. No, that, that doesn't work like that. But nice try. Okay, because you're the ecologist. I am not, but neither are you, and I think what I just said is makes uh, some more sense, a little bit more logical. Bottom line is this. I could get a disease here. Yeah, you could. Okay, so we got to be careful of that, which means I really got to, uh, you know, tighten up the whole area with my Speedo and stuff like that. I mean, there's nothing we could do. We can't control the birds from, you know, going to the bathroom on you. <sighs> they better not, Joe. I mean, or I'm throwing, I'm, I'm throwing the poo, and we could both die together. What do you mean? I'll throw him in it. I will if it's already on me. I, I mean, will pick a bird turd up with my hand and chuck it at your face. Now, Sean, you do realize that a bird turd uh-huh. is not the size of an another animal turd. Or, oh, have you been to Central Park the way some of these geese poo? It's like landmines, bro. No, but I don't think geese are going to be pecking at you. Pigeons will be. So pigeons got little, little marbles. I mean. No, I don't They're even like deer. Th- I don't even think they have marbles. Have you not ever have you ever had a bird go poo on your car? Yeah, but I I feel like that's usually after they've had White Castle. You know? <laughs> no, <laughs> you I know, think it's white and watery. Now I could be wrong and maybe we should have asked Kaylee this question, but I think it's all the same it's all the same. It doesn't like harden. <laughs> There's okay. no turn nuggets. I just I just want it on the record. Because I'm looking at the timer of this recording. We are approximately four and a half minutes into side B of the Permission Granted podcast here. And we have already discussed whether or not they still call them panties on Valentine's Day and how a bird poops and what it looks like. So, as you can see, February has really hit the podcast market as well here. Clearly. <laughs> what we're going to talk about. Uh, another thing I thought was interesting that she brought up was we kept talking for weeks now because this, you know, typical DA show fashion. We never get anything wrapped up quickly about this bet. And we kept mentioning a honey or some kind of syrup to have the bird seed stick to me. She went the other way. She said I should either be lathered up in peanut butter or Crisco. Which um, I, I'm i going to break the news to you. There's a good chance that you'll be lathered up in both. What do you mean both? Uh, probably a layer of Crisco followed by a layer why would you of peanut say, butter. Why would you say you're going to break news to me? Why would... I'm just saying it won't be one or the other. There's a good chance it'll be both. Why, DA, DA discuss that with you? No, but I mean I think that would be a, a better visual. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on the record here. Okay, I'm saying something, and uh, you could quote me on this. You could pull this audio. Okay, please lather me in Crisco and/or peanut butter over syrup or honey. Well, because I actually find those other two to be more sticky, and I feel like that will actually ruin my skin and be harder for me to get off. Where I feel like Crisco and peanut butter will be easier for me to get off, and if that helps the birds and that helps me, I consider that a win-win. Your precious skin, that's what you're concerned about. No, no, I'm just saying, you know, this is going to take place in Manhattan. If I'm making the commitment to come in early for a night I have work and go to Central Park first, we've already, you know, discussed I'm probably going to have to shower at James Ward's apartment. Um, what if James isn't home? What are you going to do? We're figuring this out. I'm going to wipe the bird seed off of me, but I'm going to need to get the substance off. It was If it was honey or syrup, it would be, like, really sticky to get off. I almost feel like I've been able to get peanut butter off my skin before. You know, for I mean? sure, because you probably ate it off your skin. But that's an you know another <laughs> I story. Did. But um, I think actually, we 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 enjoyed hearing from Kaylee about how uh, birds like Crisco and uh, peanut butter more. 
I mean, you're a pig. I turned the mic. You might as well have kept it on because you definitely heard that burp. Okay, I had the burp. Anyway, I think uh, I think it'd be a little bit more entertaining to see you lathered in peanut butter rather than honey or syrup. Okay. All right, I mean, that's fair. I, I think that's a win-win for everybody involved. Now, will you attempt to lick some of the peanut butter off of you? If it's not covered in birdseed, because I'm not going to eat birdseed. Birdseed's like regular seed. Uh, hold on one second. I got a DA texting me here. Let's talk about this live. Uh, let's lead with the Kevin Love injury. I Let, told you that. I'll tape the PGP tomorrow. Oh. I'll be an extra early tomorrow. Wonderful. Okay, so we're taping the PGP here side B on Tuesday. So now I know as we're doing live podcasting here, DA just texted me. We are going to tape side B the day after. How about that little reverse? Reversal. Which means on this Tuesday, DA will be arriving... At 5.58 p.m. Eastern Time. <laughs> no question. That's DA's hint. I'm going to give you the lead now, and I'm telling you we're taping the PGP tomorrow. You know what? I'll see as the show open goes off. You know what? He also is- just texted me, I also want you to watch Nomad before we do the PGP because it's all barbecue. So I'm assuming by the time you listen to this part, we will have discussed a lot of food on side one of the PGP. Also, because it is Valentine's Day, maybe DA is taking his wonderful girlfriend out for a late lunch. Great point. You know what? Early great dinner. Point. Absolutely. By the time he gets out of the show at 10 p.m. Eastern, a little late. That's a fair point, Joe. Uh, that might be the most fair point you've ever <laughs> made on the PGB. Why don't I say fair point one more time? Okay. The other thing I wanted to get to. Yes. Monday night behind the scenes of the show. Absolute disaster. Chaos and chaotic. There are several things going on right now that you, the listener, have no idea about and you would be no wiser to. Monday night we had Katie Linendahl in studio. She was great. Great in studio, guys. Great in studio, quirky, funny, the whole deal. But we've had an ongoing saga behind the scenes. And you might have heard DA as he signed off the show on Monday night when he, you know, thanked Mraz, the executive producer, Jody and the Wheels of Steel. And he mentioned another name. The name he mentioned was Not Jay Berman. No. John on the garbage. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> What's happened here at CBS Sports Radio is we had a longtime cleaning guy that was here named Juan. Which we really should have tried to get Juan on the PGP. He was an excellent right. employee. Didn't speak great English, but was great. Juan was the backbone of this radio station. Easily. And we, and we share this radio station with WFAN, the local affiliate in New York. There's 1010 wins over here in News Station. But what Juan was basically responsible for clean, taking out all the garbage, uh, vacuuming, you know, making sure the place isn't a dump. We have in-studio guests coming in like Katie all the time. This place has to be spick and span and clean. Juan always did that. But there's a, a caveat to this. When you're the cleaning guy at a radio station, you have to almost learn the break clocks yourself, if you will, that we're all accustomed to. You know, we usually break at 15 after, we throw an update at the bottom, we break five minutes before the top of the hour. And different radio stations have different breaks. WFAN would, 1010 wins would. And you got to learn all this. It's almost like, okay, I'm responsible for the janitorial duties, cleaning the bathroom, all this. But i got to learn, because you got to get in and clean the studios. Juan had this playbook down. He knew everything, knew where everybody was breaking the whole deal. John, who has been brought in since Juan's departure, John's been here six weeks now, would you say? About. Okay. About. Nobody really got to know his name for the first week because I think we were all really pro Juan guys. And usually, like, whenever Juan, we wouldn't see Juan, we just assumed, oh, you know what, maybe he's taking a vacation right. day, he's sick. You but know? after a couple weeks, we got down to the dirty of him, we found out Juan ain't coming back. Exactly. So we got John here. John, if you could picture this, um, 
we I think we just found out he is from either Argentina or Slovakia. That is nowhere near each other. I believe it was Slovakia. You realize that, right? I, believe- <laughs> I mean, not even close. He said it was one of those two countries, and I'm forgetting. I think he's from Slovakia, but he loves Ginobili because he's from Argentina. Whatever it is. John, so now picture John uh-huh. like this, right? Speaks pretty good English. John mm. weighs has to be all four spins easily. Four spins, okay? And this is a man who has some ass crack issues, if you will. More Sean, that ain't just crack. That's a half moon. <laughs> half moon. So Juan walks around here and he's a very heavy man. John, not Juan. John, I'm sorry. John walks around very heavy man and he basically pushes this giant garbage can around. I hope I'm painting a good picture. Uh, and he empties all the small garbage cans we have into it, and he usually vacuums, and he basically holds on to the thing like it's a walker, and he and he <laughs> uses the garbage can for support. Now, that being said, John's a great guy. We've gotten to know him. Very, Very nice. nice guy. Very nice. However, six weeks in, the problem here with John, he has not really learned our break schedule yet. So Monday night comes, and he walks in during the last segment as DA's getting ready to do cut line. Not, while DA, not in DA's room, to the other side of the glass where me and Joe are, where obviously we're interactive with the show. John just plugs in the vacuum and starts going to town on a vacuum. The vacuum is so loud. We're trying to put our headphones on. We're trying to listen for cut line. He has now totally given up on the concept of breaks and goes, you know what? I'm moving to my own pace here. It's not a good sign. He got into trouble for something a few weeks ago. And because I was the first to get to know his name, he brought his supervisor to meet me. And I had to vouch for the guy. I basically saved his job at the shoot. And as DA has put it off the air to us, a lot of drama involving John. I kind of blame you now for this whole John. Why? Because there's a good chance that John would have got fired. And, of course, you don't want to see no, someone. Why lo- should he get fired? He's you not don't- a bad guy. He's not a bad guy. He's not physically equipped to do much else. So then uh, I don't think he's physically equipped to do the job that he's attempting to do. Right. Well, this, therein lies the problem because he'll always ask me over and over again, okay, can I go in there and vacuum now? Like t- like while DA's talking. And I'm trying to get, no, 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 no. And I'll tell him when DA's breaking. He'll go, oh, I'll come back later. And then he'll come back and he'll come back in the middle of a segment ask again and it's as if he doesn't understand, like, John, it's the same time every hour. And what was great about Juan, and, and every, and I think in every studio, at least here in, the, in New York, before you actually walk into the studio, there's an on-air light that's on right. and off. So Juan was able, able to master that and understand, look at the light and say, all right, I can't go. John doesn't get that. No, John will just walk it. the hell in there. Okay, so here, now, Joe, I asked the listeners out here, you could tweet at Joe at JoeDCBS, you could tweet at me at MirazCBS. Where do we go here? We're six weeks in. We've established his name. We've become very friendly with him. He's doing the job, but just not doing the job as efficient He's as He's not doing did. the job. The garbage gets cleaned in the place You know gets why vacuumed. the garbage gets gets cleaned? Because we pick up the garbages and hand it to John. That shouldn't be our job. I like John. I see a little bit of myself in John, all right? Well, I'm just saying, you how better do we, change your life. How do we approach that? Do we have to have a sit down with our janet, janitor and say, listen, this is our break schedule. This is when you can and not, can't come in. I think he doesn't have the speed to make up ground. Like if he's in another radio station and he knows, I need to get back there in 15 minutes, he can't make it. No shot. No so, shot. like, do we have a conversation with him? You can't go to a supervisor, no. right? No, I, I mean, well, first of all... Because I've already go- talked to the supervisor yeah. and for him, so now my credibility shot if You I look like supervisor. a dope if you go to the supervisor. Um, I think the best suggestion here is to, like, give him, a, give him a calendar. You know how before each show, you and DA, we all get together and we mark right. out the show. I think you need to mark out the breaks for John and be like, hey, at 8.54 p.m. Eastern time, go in there. 
Okay. I mean, maybe that's the concept, but there's a lot going on. And DA is waving his hands. He's looking at us. On top of this Monday night show, before we go, so we, as I just mentioned, we share with WFN, the New York station, their evening guy, a legend, Steve Summers, on vacation all week. The fill-in for Steve Summers all week is Chris Moore. Simo, who you hear on the DA show, filling in for DA. Simo, who was the host of uh, Moore and Jones, Mojo, before, in this time slot that we currently occupy for the first two years in the network, and now is filled in with DA regularly. He is in studio doing shows for Summers. And you have Jacob Wilkins on Monday night, who is doing updates at WFAN, who's a DA show favorite. So on top of John's antics coming in and out, I got Simo and Jacob coming into the control room while we're trying to do a show you know, basically trying to ask me questions about the show we're doing. It, Jacob basically begging to get some on air time with DA, and I'm telling him like, you know, you could talk to DA, but it's you know, it's tough tonight on a Monday. Simo trying to do his Rodney Dangerfield impersonations. <laughs> it was just chaotic, Joe. We couldn't get the job done as efficiently as we wanted. Way too much. And, and another thing that you guys don't get to see is DA's got like the evil eyes. Oh, it's like Andy Pettit in a playoff game. He he gives you the look when other people come into the control room, which is totally fair. It's Annoying. Right. It's a distraction. I understand it, but we, Sean and I, have caught on to the eyes, the and eyes. we know whenever someone comes in and we've seen the eyes once or twice, get lost, get I, moving. I, I try moving these guys in and out without being as rude as possible because they're they're all parts of the DA show in their own way. Most of, of the people that come in, uh, and I don't want them feeling left out. But boy, oh boy, what are you gonna do? Huh? Brutal, brutal, brutal. So there we have it. We've discussed panties. We've discussed... Bird poo. Uh, bird poo. We've discussed SEMO. We've discussed our heavy janitor. I think we covered all the bases here on PGP. We discussed DA Tech me in the middle of this. Hey, for February episode, I think we did pretty good. I think it's pretty solid as well. So again, Joe D, give you a Twitter plug. Follow me at Twitter on... No, at... On Twitter at Joe D CBS. And you can follow me at Mraz CBS. Happy Valentine's Day. But of course, by the time you listen to this, it's already over. So happy February. <laughs> T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.